Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEEI. Yeah. It's Christmas time at WEEI. Ho, ho, ho! And all you Merry Christmasers, John, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and welcome to KJ and Lions, leading you up to NFL, starting at 4 o'clock here on WEEI. Of course, the Patriots tomorrow night. I think this kind of cut. How do you how do you kill runs verse like that? Well, anyway, look, are we seeing the last three games of Belichick? KJ, you know what day today is? Festivus, we'll, yeah. we, we, we have a Festivus celebration for those who celebrate Festivus, like the rest of us. That's still to come as well. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that right away. Did uh, you bring but, the meatloaf in the lettuce? I, I, but I no, but I brought a pole. Duh. So you know, it's, it's there's there already no one in the studio. There's already yeah. one here. Well, you know, there's a pole here. You know, yeah, there's, there's you no go. decorations. <laughs> um, but you, is it the last three weeks of Belichick? I, I think it. Very well could be. And we talked about this last night, I know. And last night I was like, oh, I'm 50-50. And I still am 50-50. But why is that significant? Because if you asked me two months ago, I would have been like 80-20. He's coming back. Now I think it's yeah. kind of a coin flip. Yeah, I've, I've moved on it. And it's the culmination of things. It's not just, hey, they're having a bad season. I look at it like if, I, if I'm Bob Kraft and I want to make a move, I need to have real evidence. Like, if I'm going to move on from a guy that won six Super Bowls and has been here 24 years, I better have some damn good reasons, right? Because otherwise, the fans are going to kill me the same way John Henry got killed after the Francona thing, right? So I don't want that. So I look at it as Bill let Brady go. Brady won elsewhere. Bill put Patricia and Judge in charge of the offense last year and messed up the development of Mac Jones and also had a bad offense. And then this year, they've only won three games. So if I'm Bob Kraft, it's the combination of, of those three things where I'd be like, oh, I'm going to move on. Because Bill survived the first two, and I think he deserved to survive the first two based on his track record. That's where, to me, that it's now all three together. If I'm, I could see Kraft make, deciding, hey, you know what? I want a fresh start here. But I could also see Kraft saying, hey, I'm going to go to Bill and tell him we need a stronger voice picking offensive players. And if Bill agrees to that, he'll be back and we'll revamp the offense and we'll be good. Because I think K.J., and I wonder if Bob Kraft thinks this too. They have a playoff caliber defense. Their defense is pretty good. I'm gonna tell you what Bob Kraft. Their thinks. offense and special teams is not. 
And how much did he? How, how, how much did he pay for to buy the Patriots? About 180 million, something like that. It, I, it was a record sum at the time, but now wait, we look wait, at wait, it. Wait, as, wait, it no, it was like something like that. Yeah, it was like 180. It was 180 yeah. million, right? Yeah. The Patriots are worth seven billion dollars. What, what what happened between when he purchased the Patriots at 188 million? And now uh, it's 172. Worth seven. Just uh, I just looked it up. Okay, there you even go. further proves your point. Okay, it's now worth seven billion. What has happened in between those in between point A and point B? Okay, and how did you get to point B? Bill right. Belichick. Okay, and, and Brady. So, so, but here's the thing: it's still seven billion worth, according at least till 2022. So, after last year when Brady had been gone for a year. It's still worth seven billion dollars. Sure. So, so it's not like, oh my gosh, now the time is gone. The franchise is losing all of its value. No. So Bob Kraft realizes what's another year for Bill Belichick to say it's his final year. People can say this is going to. We're going to see the greatness of this guy. They'll be even. They'll even play the infamous video of him at the Super Bowl with Lawrence Taylor and. Carl Banks and those guys when he was a, an assistant, they're going to roll. They're going to find videotape of when he was in Detroit running special teams. They're going to show him as a kid in Annapolis. They're going to give Belichick that full year to say goodbye. This whole social media approach to everything now that if it's not quicker than what I can punch on my microwave, it needs to happen. No. If a guy helps take the valuation of your franchise from $172 million, what you paid for, and the $7 billion it's worth right now, you don't say, well, you know, because because you made three mistakes over a 25-year period, you're just gone. No, nah, we're, we're discussing your exit, but we're not kicking you out. Three mistakes in five years, not 20, though. $7 billion. So here's the thing, though, You're so- worth more than the Rams and more than the Giants, and they are in Los Angeles and New York. Sure. In Foxborough, Massachusetts, you have the second most valuable franchise in all of football behind the Cowboys, which is his own juggernaut. You you don't think you think Bob Kraft thought that this this franchise would only be number two to the Cowboys in valuation in thirty years? I doubt it. And, and the only thing, though, KJ, it, like you're explaining it like a team owner and a businessman, which Robert Kraft because I want to be rich, which Robert Kraft is, <laughs> but he's also one other thing that a lot of other team owners aren't. He's a real through and through fan of his team. How much right? did that cost? No, but hear me out. Like, so he was a season <laughs> ticket holder before he bought the team. Like, he, I believe his primary motivation with the Patriots is for them to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, where and he wants to make. Of course, he or wants to make money. Or not go to Connecticut. Of course, or not go to Connecticut. Of course, he wants to be rich. Of course, he wants to be famous. Of course, he wants to make money. But I think a lot of team owners out there, like people. You know, crush John Henry. He looks at it like a business. He doesn't care as much about winning. Or other owners across, even the NFL. I mean, you, the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper has no patience and all that. Like Kraft is not just your typical businessman, team owner. He's also he started out as a fan, which I think that's why to me the whole Belichick was a main driving force with Brady and the team being worth seven billion. That's true, but I think that might get him a little less leeway here than it would if he was the head coach you know, of another team where the owner was more hands-off. Like, if he was head coach of the Rams or the Chargers, where they probably do care more about money, and so, especially the Chargers maybe, than winning because they're so cheap, especially with their coaching staff, then maybe he would get a longer leash in that sense. So that's why I think it's just Kraft's a little bit different than a lot of other owners. I find it amazing. He's, he's a fan, I think, first, too. That the word leash is being applied to anything with Belichick, Right. 
if there's going to something I will stand on top of a hill and criticize him for is some of the the GM stuff, right? Like, sure, maybe yeah. not the best guy in terms of developing from the upstairs level, but on the field for sixty minutes, give me Belichick. I, I don't I don't care who the new kid on the block is, right? But it, it, Defensive players are still coming to play for this guy. Let's look on the field for a second, though. I 100% agree with you defensively, and I think defensively they're good for two reasons. One, they've done a good job actually investing in the defense, like the draft picks and money they've used have turned out to be good players. And I think Belichick and the defensive staff is a group of really good coaches. The problem is you look at the other two-thirds of the game. They don't have good enough players on offense and special teams, but what I think is a real concern from a coaching perspective, can you name – one guy on the Patriots offense who is a better player than he was a year ago. Can you name anyone? No, because I, I, really, I would say maybe Trent Brown. Okay. I, I would give him that. He's played but, pretty but, well. But, but I'm but thinking when you say that there's a better player, we're talking about someone who can do things, who can move the ball. Like if anybody, we're talking about offensive line, I want any single player on the Patriots offense that is a better player than they were a year ago because a huge part of coaching, especially at the NF, in the NFL, is player development. And you could even make the case Zappi and his two starts last year, especially that one in Cleveland, looked better than any of his starts so far this year. And I know that Cleveland defense was bad, but he looked better in that start, I think, than any of the starts he's had this year. I mean, the first half against Pittsburgh was pretty good in fairness. But that's another huge piece of this. There is nobody on the Patriots' offense, and I would even venture to say their special teams, that's a better player than a year ago. And that is a huge indictment on coaching. Because Man, look, you can tell me after special teams players are like finding hair inside of but my. They invest bowl in it. Chili, one seventh know? of their roster is special teams guys, so it should be good, and it's not. I mean, well, their field goal percentage is last in the NFL. Their net punting average is twenty first in the yeah, NFL. The field, goal, the field goal kicking is horrible. Okay, right. and spending that draft pick. Their kick to do return that, average, yeah. middle of the league. Right. I mean, punt well, return. The, their the punt return average. Their punt return average is thirty first. Like nobody's gotten better, and the, I understand guy, Marcus guy, Jones is part yes. of that. I get. I'm not. You're right. But I think that's a problem here, too. And maybe that is a Bill O'Brien thing. Maybe that, and I hate to say this because he's my all-time favorite Patriot, maybe that's a Troy Brown issue, coaching the wide receivers. Maybe that's an Adrian Clem issue, and I know he's missed part of this year. But nobody on this offense, save for maybe Trent Brown, is a better player than they were. Take the talent level out of it. Player development is a serious issue on this team. KJ and Lions, WEEI, happy holidays to you, 617-779-7937. Let's go to Mark on the Cape. Mark, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for being on the air. Thanks very much. Same back to everybody. Um, I'm just in, I'm enjoying this uh, conversation because finally we, we hear from some fans that think that this is this talk about firing Belichick and getting rid of him, you know, after – how many Super Bowls, answer this question, how many Super Bowls did we have before uh, Bill Belichick? Big fat zero wins. We went to two. I big think, fat exactly. Zero and we have six now. And in a very and we've had a dynasty, you know, so I think up until the last couple of years, I think this is a bunch of malarkey that, um, you know, we're making this decision that he's he's going to be fired. I I think it's entirely his right to make the call when he wants to go, and you know he's earned that. And this market here, I really believe believes that. Not so much the broadcasters and the sports talk guys, but it's it's it's. I think it's really fair to to just give this guy his due because he had a major part. Granted, Brady was great. 
and they worked and he was also probably more he was more you know responsible for the success but honestly belichick gets you know it's one and two um that's all i have but uh thanks very much mark thanks thanks for the call you you want to know part of belichick's genius think about this how much do you think in the 20 years that brady was here did he make an actual salary not bonus not deferment just in salary in 20 years what do you mean? Like how much overall did he make? No, in salary, like this year, this is how much your money is going to oh, count yeah, against he the was, Brady was woefully underpaid. And to his credit, million dollars. To his credit, he took it. And I wonder, like the the Mark call just now, I think there is a bigger segment of Patriots fans that feel like Mark does than a lot of people realize. Like especially that segment of fans, maybe a little bit older. No offense, Mark, but that saw the. 70s, 80s, 90s, where they'd have one good team every 10 years and not win any championships. I, I do think well, there that's is the good a thing about life. You get to I see think, things. Well, no, but I think there is a segment because, like, what do we hear a lot, KJ? Right? Because we're we're in the sh- we're at the show every week. We hear people saying, "I'll fire Bill." They screwed up with Brady. It's the social I, media crap. I think, but, that's but what even, it's about. But even from some callers and some people I know that I talk to, I hear it. And, and again. I laid out some reasons that I think if Kraft did make a move, he could be justified. However, I think there is a bigger segment of fans like Mark than a lot of people realize because, KJ, to your point, they're not the all-over social media types or, or whatnot, but they're the, the people that are... I need to get my hits tick, up. I need to get my Season ticket holders, up. right, yeah. But the people that are there, right, that follow the team, that have... I think there's a bigger segment than a lot of people realize that feel just like Mark. KJ and Lines, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. The conversation continues, plus they've got a game against Denver Sunday night. It didn't get flexed out. I thought it would get flexed back. Um, plus what's going on and not going on with the Red Sox, that's big right now. But right now it's time to trend with Nick. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart. Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Go. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEI.
Davis. Ho, 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 ho. I sound really like a Santa, don't I, John? Uh, KJ Claus, perhaps? Yeah, you know, KJ and Lions here on WEEI. Uh, good Saturday to you. Look, I'm not, I, I can, I, look, okay, so if the kids are nearby, you may want to tuck them away. But shouldn't we kind of update how this guy moves over 24 prime, over 24 meridians, you know, from one location, 24 hours to make the entire globe? Maybe. You know how there's been, and and I'm a, I don't know if you know this about me, KJ, I'm a UFO guy. I've always been into the, the, you know, the science behind it, if they're real. I'm an equatorial guy, so I get it. So over the last, (laughs) you know, seven, eight years, there's been much more openness about UFOs and sightings. And there was that huge, I think it was Washington Post report on it. And there's been hearings. Maybe it's just been Santa or KJ Claus all along. Right, because like... Not aliens, just KJ. Well, well, here's the thing. So the great thing is with technology, Santa can now call your phone. And my daughter's not listening right now because let's just face it, they don't listen to the show, nor do they listen to me. But Santa can call my phone. And so I thought it would be pretty neat if Santa would call and call for my wife, right? Put her age in there and everything like that. So he goes through his whole spiel. Says, I'm calling to say to let you know that you've been good to your father. I was like, no, it's supposed to say to dad, you know, meaning like I'm dead. Yeah, but right, right. To your dad. I was like, oh, gosh, your father passed away like eight years ago. Like this, this app has to be able to adjust. And the same thing with the guy flying around for 24 hours, no frostbite, no arrests, no profiling. Maybe the Santa Claus really is from North Pole then. None of that stuff happening that slows him. No speed, none of that. And like, like how does it get down in everybody's chimney? Like, it's just, I think there's some things, there might have to be one of these, like, specials. It was like an honest conversation about Santa Claus tonight on CNN. Something like that. I don't know. And don't get on me about the network. Maybe there's more than one, you know? Yeah, Maybe that's, you, the, that's the real there's secret. A, there's a Santa in the grassy knoll? Yeah. 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 The Zabruder <laughs> film. Of, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, quick snuffy. note, KJ, uh, yeah. because we are on a sports station after all. Uh, Connor McDermott and Hunter Henry have both been downgraded to out for tomorrow night's so Patriots that's, game. So just, that's, it just came out a few minutes ago. So it's like five guys now. And Playing? I know Barm- Right, and Barmore is still doubtful. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's tough. They, they're not going with a full crew. So if you've just joined us, we've been discussing the whole element of are we seeing the last three games of Belichick as some people believe that, you know, at the end of the season. And, and let's just – in fact, can you um, – uh, Nico, can you play the cut uh, f- uh, regarding uh, Gerard Mayo and all this stuff? Because I want to get further into what these conversations about the Patriots are, and it's kind of getting disgusting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, you know, I don't think that that's really what it is. It's a weird time in, in that organization right now. I mean, I, the way it's been described to me over the last few weeks is basically you have one guy at the very top of the masthead, right? Like, and that's Bill Belichick. And he's operating like nothing's wrong. He is running his Friday draft meetings. He's talking about which coaches are going to get extensions after the year. Everything as if he's going to be there in 2024. Meanwhile, you've got everyone underneath him who is – no idea what's going on, who has no idea where this thing is going. And so it has created a little awkwardness inside the walls of Gillette Stadium. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know where people are trying to go with the narrative on Belichick. Like if it doesn't fit your narrative for what you have to write or send into your editors that the guy doesn't get fired. 
I, I but feel also, bad. like, what do you expect him to be doing? Right. Like, like what in the you... last few, like, and here's the deal. Let's, <laughs> Al let's Pacino just say, at halftime of any given Sunday. Let's just say he gets fired three weeks from now, okay? Let's just pretend. Well, for these last three weeks, he's still the head coach and head of football ops for the Patriots, and that's his job. So what do you expect him to do? Like, he's still got to prepare the team to try to win each week. He's still got to think about the team's future. And I think that's also, too, like that Breer report, I think is – we talked last night about Tommy Curran's report that like a decision had been made. Well, if there was a decision made, I, Bill would probably know about it, and then I don't think he would be doing some of those things. So well, it leads me to believe that maybe decision's not really there, or if it is, he has no idea. Because like I said, what else would he be doing? Right. Well, that's, that's the other thing. It's we're, we're in this environment now where if you feel – remember two years ago – when Jeff Darlington had put out the tweet that said that Brady had retired and it yeah, turns it was out Brady yeah. and it turns out that Brady ended up playing another full season. But he had that awkward like month long retirement, remember? Right. And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna come back, my place is on the field, and then he played a whole nother year. Right. And 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 at the time I was saying, Hey, I've seen no papers handed in at NFL office. Now they say that's not technically why how it happens, it's a little more or less formal. But still, it's usually an indice that if a person is handed in their papers, they've retired. After that story happened, you didn't hear, you didn't see any moonwalking back the story. You didn't hear any like, you know, hey, I, I, I got it wrong. You didn't hear any of that. All you heard was just kind of like, oh well, I kind of shot it in the air, and that's what I said last night about about current story. It was it was an airboard airboard uh, an, an airball disguised that as an eighty foot floater. Like, hey, it's got to land some point, you know, like, hey, Belichick did eventually end up being let go or left himself at the end of 2024. Like, he could still be let go in 2024 because next year the last game could be towards the end of 2020. So it's, it's, it's baffling. It's baffling because here's a guy who is given 24 years. Three of them bad. Now keep in mind, there are there are franchises that people are salivating over of what they have and why the Patriots don't have it. And they also had to go through seven or eight years of losing and losing badly in a row to get to that point. Look at Cincinnati. You forget how bad San Francisco was for a second. The Bills, we were the reason why there was depression in Buffalo. All these teams had to go through all of that. And I just don't believe that this franchise is going to have to go through more than four to five years of headache before things turn around. Do I think Bill will be there when everything gets sunny altogether? No, but he'll probably be there as it's beginning, I think, when you get another quarterback next year. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too. Like, if you want to bring Bill back, I think you have to have another voice in personnel, at least a strong voice, because what you're going to have is you're going to have two draft picks probably in the top 36 picks, which could be two real impact players and you always have to get the draft right, but you especially have to get those two right because one of them is probably going to be your future franchise quarterback, and the other one is going to be a major piece to help you win long term. Probably going to be your receiver one yeah, right away. Or, or your next off at like left tackle. Like it's, it's going to be another major piece. You have to get those two right. And I would even venture you're going to have three picks inside you know, the top 100. Like you got to get those right. And because we've seen a lot of instances whether it's Cole Strange or Tyquan Thornton or Isaiah Wynn or Nikhil Harry, where they've made attempts to get offensive guys with top 100 picks in the last five years, and they have not got it right. You have to get those right, especially in the spring of 2024.
Yeah, I think the only way that I could see any of this hullabaloo about Belichick not being around at the end of the season, by the end, but once the season is over, is if there's a refusal of what you kind of alluded to. I agree with that. Like, if they go to Bill and they're like, hey, we're going to we bring somebody to... in who's going to make these decisions. And yes. he's like, screw you guys. No, then I could. All right. Then, yeah. And I think to me, if I'm craft, that's probably the first avenue I go to. Has like, to be. It, it's, hey, Bill, look. You've done a good job picking defensive players. You have not gonna done a good job picking special teams or offensive players. I want you to still coach everything, but I want a larger voice, especially picking offensive players, special teams players. And I think Belichick, like I look, he's got a huge ego. I get it. But I think he's smart enough to realize Eagles like, hey, this wrong. this roster in front of me is not, is not good enough. Like they he's smart enough to realize like last year, he realized Patricia and Judge were not good enough, and he brought in Bill O'Brien. Like, he's smart enough to realize, will he agree to that? Because he's had strong voices before, right? Scott Pioli was a strong voice. Thomas Dimitrov was a strong voice. Nick Casario was a strong voice. Dave Ziegler was a strong voice. He doesn't have that now. Like, I don't think Macro, and I don't know Macro personally, but I don't, it doesn't feel like he's that voice. And Dave Ziegler is a great guy to potentially bring back. But that's like, you. I think you need a voice like that, especially picking offensive players. Well, I think I think what you're getting to is is what I'm getting to as well is, at some point, you might say, hey, we're going to bring in someone who's going to oversee the personnel moving forward. But you're not going to be like the the, the, the the impetus is going to be like Belichick has a year remaining to be the head coach. But you can go ahead and get the players and start scouting the person who you want to be the replacement. Because I think sure. if you put if you put someone in there, I don't think and that's why I'm not sure if ultimately Gerard Mayo is the head coach in waiting, considering the current head coach has this entire fan base and his ownership waiting for some winning football, and it's just not coming, and it hasn't been here for the last two and a half years. Yeah, 617. I, Go ahead. No, I think the thing – sorry about that, KJ. I think the thing about Mayo, too, is the expectation was we're going to extend him. We'll have two more years with Bill. He'll set the record. We'll be pretty good, and then right. we'll move on to Mayo. Now that they're not good, and if they have to bring in another personnel person, like maybe if they bring in, let's say, a Dave Ziegler or a John Robinson, and they say, oh, I like Mayo – we can stick with it, but what if they come in and say, "Yeah, no, the next coach after Belichick's going to be my guy," you know, no matter who it is. I mean, if you're Kraft, you might have to accept that. So, yeah, but it, if you cut the tree at the roots, I think that, I think that you might have to do that. You, you yeah. say if Belichick is gone, then there's no guarantees for anybody in the tree, even going up the tree. So even sure. if you're bringing back someone, because I think as you're moving things forward, and this happens in business, is that to get to that next d- decade or millennial or what have you. Sometimes you have to slowly phase out the people who brought you the success and slowly bring in the new people who you believe that can bring you to the next level of success moving forward. Because the game has changed considerably from 2000 to where we are now. And part of where we are now is the players have a lot more say of where they want to go and how they want to be partnered with teams. They see themselves partnering with teams versus playing for specifically, right? Like if you think of Matt Stafford, this is like, look, partner me with the Rams and I'll give them everything they need. He gave them what they wanted. Though you are seeing flashes of them again, but he partnered up with the Rams. It wasn't like Detroit. Nah, you're going to stay here because we've got you here. And I think that, I think you'll see that probably with Justin Herbert, depending if they don't get things straightened out, you might even see that with the case with uh, maybe even Josh Allen overtime in Buffalo. That could be a case if things are starting on the decline. So I think that's the difference, and you can't ha- necessarily have kind of like a Belichick or Frable guy in there and saying, hey, 
this player wants to, we believe that this player would be a perfect fit for us, even if they don't necessarily as the coach think so. Yeah, and I think, like, if you're going to move on from Bill, the next guy is just, I think, by nature going to be a lot different. And part of that is human nature, right? You you fire or move on from a guy that is tougher. You bring in a guy who's maybe more player-friendly. But also just Bill is unique in that players, he can kind of say almost whatever he wants because he's got that cachet of I have eight Super Bowl rings. And I've right. made – and not only that – I've made guys a lot of money. Like they've come here, played for a year, and signed huge free agent deals somewhere else. So the next guy is not going to have that level of cachet. And I also think Bill does a better job of interacting with players than he's given credit for. Like I think a lot of people see him at press conferences and they're like, oh, this guy's a jerk. He must be awful to play for. And he's hard to play for. And sometimes it probably is not bad, like if you're a player and you screw up. But I think he does a better job of that than maybe people realize. Otherwise, I think it wouldn't have lasted 24 years. Yeah, it, I think of like some of my favorite music groups where they've had their transformations, how they're different. Like I, like I think of the Rolling Stones, right? And for some people, they don't come onto the Rolling Stones or, or get hip to them until they start doing danceable music. And But there are people tell you like, that, that version of the Rolling Stones sucks. But if they don't do that version and have more hits through that, they're not doing a tour as a, as a group that's 50, 60 years old. And, and still selling out arenas. So at some point, I wonder, where does the the attention turn to offense, right? Because that's – players love Bill because of what he – if you're a defensive player, think about it. You've, you've almost heard nothing bad ever said from a defensive player that's ever played for Bill. It's almost – they talk about him as like an uncle, a friend, a father figure. Yeah. Even this year, guys have come out and defended him. Peppers came out and said he should be the coach here and stay here. It's not right. the game plans. It's execution. Like it, Guys have come out and defended him this year. But on the offensive side of the ball, it's been kind of opaque, right? Like You hear Gronk talk sometimes. It's kind of like, ah, oh, great, but eh, the situation with Tom. Eh. So that that's yeah. the interesting Amandola part. said bad right. things about him. Too. Right, right. And so... So at some point, I think because the offense of game is so prevalent in the NFL, and plus your your benefits for players are on the offensive side of the ball, right? You're going to get more calls. They're they're, they're tight about the, the the hand the, the high hand contact at the line of scrimmage. They're more picky, more knickknacky about that stuff now. Now there's a way to call pass interference versus a defensive holding, and it used to just be really one or the other. So it, it it's the offensive side of the ball is going to have to be addressed in whoever is the next coach. I don't think that next next coach is 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 on the radar right now, but it has to be someone who's got, who's an offensive mind. And I think the next personnel guy has to have a really good offensive mind because yeah. it's not like they haven't tried. Like, you know, Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle were both first-round picks. Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick. Cole Strange was a first-round pick. Tyquan Thornton was a second-round pick. None of those guys are real. I mean, Cole Strange was inconsistent this year. Got better as the year went on. He's hurt now, though. None of those other guys are even here. Like those guys should be the core of your offense. I mean, they picked Sony Michelle. He helped them win a Super Bowl. I give him credit for that. But you picked the wrong Georgia running back. If you had picked Nick Chubb, he'd still be here and be a huge part of it. Isaiah Wynn should be a huge part of it. If you pick Debo Samuel or AJ Brown instead of Nikhil Harry, they're still here and a big part of the offense. Like those guys should be the core of your offense. And instead, one guy's injured and the other guys have given you nothing. And most of them aren't even here. Yeah, I, I know the revisionist history. You say you, you could have gotten Debo Samuel. You could have gotten DJ Metcalf and so forth. 
but you don't know if they would have thrived. Like those guys better, just right. FYI. Well, I, I get I get that in the whole knock about like what are you doing at these senior bowls? Are you really what are what are your scouts doing? But I, I think it's a situation where you just don't know how a player will will thrive in a particular environment, right? Because that's why you see players who come out of nowhere thrive here, and then sometimes you see players who've got everything on tape. Nikhil Harry was not the wrong pick if you were saying I think the, he was. And now listen, if you looked at the very last game that he played at Arizona State, you would have said. Oh boy, you need, that guy flashes on tape. What can he do? You get here, it might be it might be an environment that you just can't get to. So I don't I don't buy that just because this player over here looks really great in San Francisco would be really great here unless you bring those same tools with them. Like you'd have to have like a Shanahan here or something along that level. I I just I just I just can't dig into that like that. And so again, like I said, Nikhil Harry ended up being a, a pro player that did not pan out, but was a great college athlete, and that's all you could go on at that time. But so that, Brown and Samuel were better than him in college, and the scouts uh, liked those guys better. And it's not just an isolated incident. Like this is a if it was one time, I believe Nikhil Harry was the was, number one or two if was, receiver if coming it was out of college. One time, I would agree with you, but the fact that it's. I mean, I just listed, what, five guys? Like Michelle, but, but don't wrong apply. pick, Win wrong pick, Nikhil Harry, wrong pick, Strange, wrong pick, Tyquan Thornton, wrong pick. Like, it's not what If it was one guy, I would completely agree with you. But yeah, now I, we're talking like, about I agree five on guys. Thornton. I agree on Thornton and Strange because like, I was like, well, wait. Guys. Right, Isaiah uh, Wynn came out. We knew right away this guy might play guard. He might not even be a tackle because his arms are too short. Like, we knew that the day he was drafted. But they took him anyway. When I think like of the we guys knew that Nick don't Chubb work. was better than Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle had a Nick bigger Chubb, injury but, history but, but than Nick so, Chubb did, Sony Michelle. Nick Chubb had just recently busted his knee right out of Georgia. Sony Michelle had done it twice in college. Like <sighs> Nick Chubb was a better player in college. Like that's the thing. Like sometimes, just like take the better player. Like look at it and take the best. Like the reason or, they drafted. So Nikhil do you think Harry, they were taking the better the, the person they thought would be a better cultural fit? No, they took the guy in Nikhil Harry that Herm Edwards, Bill's buddy, said, oh, he'll be good. Not what their scouts said, hey, these guys are better. Like, that's the problem. And sometimes it's worked. So he like trusts Bill, the people he trusts. When, yeah, like when Bill took Jamie Collins, I think a lot of the scouts weren't a fan of that. And that worked. Like, Jamie Collins was good. It's also a defensive player. Like, I think offensively. But this is also the same Bill who took Aaron Hernandez when they, they, you knew there were problems and he had dropped. Yeah. And, and Hernandez on the field was good for a few years. We obviously know how that ended. Right. But. I think with that, and I think with Gronk, too, like he traded up for Gronk. Really good pick. But over the past seven or eight years, he has not done a good job drafting offensive players. Something has changed, whether it's his level of evaluation, the type of offenses. I don't know what it is. Something has changed. That's why they need a voice in there in personnel that knows offense really well that Bill would listen to if he comes back. Like I think that is so important. KJ and Lines, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Let's go to Nick in the car, talking Belichick. Nick, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks for calling. Same to you. Thank you. Uh, just on that draft topic, uh, you know, Belichick has, has always promoted from within in all parts of the organization. And like any time somebody steps into a role that's new, there's a learning curve there. And I don't know who's been doing drafting, who's taken the role of Casario and the role of Ziegler, but my guess is that they're at the very best analysis is they're learning. So maybe that has to change. I don't know. But he's done the same system for 20 years. And like you said earlier, I've been a fan long enough to remember when the Patriots could snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And to me, uh, Belichick, if nothing else, has earned another year 
And what really disappoints me is we've got craft whispering behind, you know, throwing throwing onto the bus with all these leaks, you know. And and when when the owner does that, even the newer players uh, who are veterans don't feel afraid to criticize Belichick in the system. And that's like a cancer in your locker room. It, w- it would have been so much more interesting to hear Kraft come out and say, hey, Bill Belichick is the best coach in NFL history. He has done more for this organization than anybody else. Any players who think he's too old or can't coach anymore, don't let Thor hit you on the way out. He's going to be here. You won't be if you can't adapt. If he had said that, I think we'd see a whole different whole different analysis. And by the way, I agree with you on the coaching. There really hasn't been a lot of improvement on the offensive players. So that's a coaching issue as well. Not necessarily him, except to the extent he takes responsibility for it all. Hendrick Bourne has played better than last year, but virtually nobody else. But the defensive players have. Nick, thanks. He deserves a chance. Nick, thanks for the call. Yeah. Deserves a chance. Yeah, and again, that's another one. We talked about that earlier with the caller, Mark. Like, that's another – like, I think there's a bigger segment of this fan base – that a lot of people realize that feel just like those two guys do. KJ and Lines, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We'll get to those next. Plus, would you rather more likely to either or here on WEEI. Happy holidays. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is KJ and Lions on WEEI. Santa Claus. Yeah, James. Go straight to the ghetto. Uh. Hitch up your reindeer. Uh. Go straight to the ghetto. WEEI. 
617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ and Lions. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. John, I am I am blowing your mind with some of this Christmas music, am I not? Yes, very much so. Explosion or like oral explosion? Like, just more like I don't know most of them, so. See that see to, what you're, happens you're when culture comes to town? Hori- yes, you're broadening my horizons. Yeah, wait till I get some slow jams stacks. Soulful W-E-E-I Christmas. Did Polo G do any Christmas songs? I don't think so. Who? See, I got to broaden your horizons. No, no. You can't do, you can't have sacrilegious. Well, maybe what you want for Christmas, this Christmas. Yeah, uh, maybe. What you going to get that boy? This is really, I am really killing the demographic audience of WEE. I, I could probably take the rest of the afternoon off, to be They're, honest. No, don't do that. They would no, be just, that's how good you're doing. I, I, I could, you know, I could afford Oh, to. well, thank you so much, because some people are like, you know what? Who's the R&B guy? 37937. Nico, what do you have on the text line? Yeah, so we got a couple Bill Belichick texts here. And the first one is, Bill is too obsessed with finding versatile players and the smart football players that he can underpay, like Elman and Troy Brown. But that's also part of good coaching is being able to get the best out of players that people did not feel had any value, right? That's Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I do think there is an issue, though. They don't find enough horses or big dogs, whatever expression you want to use. Like, they have a lot of these... Pretty good players, smart players, but sometimes, you know, you just got to have Rob Gronkowski there, and you just got to have Corey Dillon there. And you just, you know, and, and look at defensively. Like, they have Christian Gonzalez. They have Matt Judon. I know those guys are hurt, but those are big dogs. Christian Barmore playing an all-pro level. Like, so I agree with you, KJ, that, you know, a really good offense gets the most out of a guy like Kendrick Bourne, right? right. But you also need to have the guy on the other side who's just flat out really, really good. Like, I, I think they're missing – that guy. Well, it's it's interesting as everything that we're talking about here, like literally, Mac Jones has not circled into any of the conversation, which I find it odd because that's been the conversation for the last two years. And and any any NFL team will will show you evidence that if you draft a quarterback high and that quarterback does not pan out, it's gonna take a little more time to get to either where you want to get to or get back to. So that's why I think going into next year, like this is kind of like a tryout for Bailey Zappi to, to be the established number two. To I agree. know, you know, yeah. but 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 also answers the question that Mac will clearly not be the guy before the four years are up. So that that's the other factor of all this. When we talk about all the bad things that are happening on offense, I don't think we have this conversation if this team was competing to be five hundred again. Like let's say like. You remember it was lose last last year was like lose a week, win a week, lose a week, yep. and then like down the stretch you're like this is still almost a 500 team. If you had that going on this year, but you saw positive growing pains for Mac Jones, let's just say he was out throwing what was happening, then you could say, all right, this team is just a couple of pieces from turning it around because it's much easier to go eight and from eight and nine to say ten and six or ten and seven than it is from five and twelve possibly. Yeah. To get to nine and eight, and I think so, a lot of people expected that because you look at this year. Hey, you went eight and nine last year with two guys that shouldn't have been running your offense. Now you have a guy to really run your offense. You're going to win nine or ten, maybe eleven games. I think a lot of right. people expected that, and then the and it's funny because well, there's a part of me that thought that it wouldn't and, take 
<laughs> yeah, in the last segment, I named off like five picks in the first two rounds that they've made that have not worked out on offense. I didn't even mention Mac Jones, See, which is the most the important of all. One. Right? Yeah, which is yeah. And I didn't even <laughs> because to me, I'm so in the mindset of like that ship has sailed, and it's right. just not. But but honestly, that's a huge one too. Like, would this team be better off if they had just traded up and gotten Justin Fields, or just drafted Micah Parsons and waited on a quarterback? I mean, it's tough. You couldn't like, wait on a quarterback like, at the time, and, and we can make the case. There's a lot of reasons why Mac Jones, the train came off the tracks, and some of it's him, but a lot of it I don't think is him. But regardless, it's off the tracks, right? So you don't have yeah. so that's another. A lot another, of it was him. A like, lot of it was Mac Jones. Like a lot of like it's off the tracks. So it's now you have to say what's the next step. But it's another offensive pick for more than one reason, but another offensive pick in the first two rounds in the last five years that did not work out. KJ in lines about seven minutes away from why Yamamoto isn't here and why anybody should be surprised. That's in seven minutes here on WEEI. Minute away from Would You Rather. Uh, one more text, Nico, 37937. Okay, year's record achieved. Bill retires this year or in three years. We are still post-Bill. Cut the cord. Let the rebuild begin now. Yeah, that, that, welcome to social media. Because <laughs> I said it loudest and I tweeted it loudest and so-and-so retweeted my tweet. It's valid. Yeah, if it was yourself, if you had been, if you had taken your help, take a company, go from 170 million to seven billion. Trust me, you're not trying to run out the door because the grass is greener, or you're not, you're not going to push a person out the door either if you know they've got a year left. Yeah, he's yeah. still here. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I said, I, I laid out the reasons why I think. Craft would be justified in moving on, but at best I'm 50-50 because I think there's also the strong pull to have him stay. It's t- I mean, and like Craft's a unique owner and that he's not just the businessman team owner. He's also a fan and was a fan before he was an owner. So what direction does that take him in? Does that take him in, hey, I'm pissed that we've been bad the last two years and I want to cut the cord and rebuild? Or does that take him in, hey, Bill's done so much for the team I love, I'm going to give him another shot? Like, now, I think if- that's something to watch too. Now, if this was going on and Bill had only won two two Super Bowls and 10 years in, then I think it would be a two-fold situation where there's still enough mileage, plenty of mileage, for him to say, you know what, let me go and I can go somewhere else and reduplicate this somewhere else. And two, it would at least find out if the Patriots made the right decision or wrong decision letting him go after a couple of Super Bowls in 10 years and then you had like three or four, you know, three seasons like this. But we know what the answer is. You literally had three, a gap, and then three more, which and not a long time ago those last three. So that that's why I say Belichick gets another year, and then and then it's it's amicable. All right, still to come. We got to talk the Celtics. They got a big game against the Clippers. Why that might be an NBA Finals preview. But now it's time for Gal. I don't even know if this is a Christmas edition or just regular questions. <laughs> Would you, you, you rather more like the two? Either or I ask of you. Would you, you, you rather more like the two? Either or I ask of you. All right, three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen than either or? They can be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. All right. Would you rather see Porzingis get extended, rest during the, these next ten games, or the Celtics make a move now to get another front court body? John, 
I'll take the front court body now just because then you have it for longer and he can still kind of rest anyway. Yeah, I'm with you there because if you can get the other front court body, then you can manage those minutes and still use Porzingis as you need to because the way the rest he's been getting now, you say, okay, this is great now, but if it continues to happen later on and you don't have that other front court body, it could be a bigger problem. All right, next one. Okay, more likely to happen. The Boston Red Sox trade away a top prospect for a high-grade starter, such as Corbin Burns, or sign a mid-level starter, such as Marcus Stroman, to bulk up the rotation. Mm, the way this team is spending right now, John? Oh, I think we know the answer. It's a lot more likely they sign the Marcus guy. Stroman. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope God. I'm wrong, but I mean, I don't know. Well, it's still time to hope. It is Christmas season, right? Uh, all right, last one. Okay, either or. Open Christmas gifts at midnight or wait until Christmas morning. I'm a big Christmas morning guy. Always done it that way. You know, as I've gotten older, I prefer Christmas morning. I'd like to have the cup of coffee with me instead of, you know, like the whole midnight thing. Because, you know, the kids get excited. Then it's 2, 3 in the morning and you're like, okay, it's time to go to bed. But how do you be the bad guy? Early Christmas morning when they want to stay up to like 3, 4, you're like, you know, I'm going back to bed. So I'm with you. Christmas morning, and that is Would You Rather More Likely to Either Or. Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, the second hour of KJ and Lions next on WEEI. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.